Tonight we'll be continuing with this book, Hidden Blessings, 40 Wisdoms Behind Calamities, Difficulties, Trials, and Tribulations. We ask Allah to make it a reminder of benefit for all of us and to make it a witness for us on Judgment Day and not against us. The next, there's a subsection called The Fruits and Virtues of Various Spiritual Struggles. And it's taken from another collection. So we, we covered the first one last week, but then we said let's just cover. There are seven of them, um, and the commentary is fairly short for each of them. So we will uh, make it through, is it seven or? No, six. Okay. Six, yeah. Okay. And that, so they're included within the 40 Wisdoms. These six are between 22 and how far do you think it goes? 22, so there are six of them, 23, you would think so, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, one more, 27, so 22 to 27, the math you're doing is correct, but the, the reason why it's 27, not 28, is because uh, you include the first one, instead of just building on top of it, so we'll do six of the wisdoms, inshallah, so for the introduction before these six, uh, okay, so for the, the introduction it says Now I will explain which form of guidance a person will attain By means of the various forms of spiritual struggle So read attentively There are six very difficult obstacles That require one to struggle for the sake of Allah After overcoming each obstacle The one treading this path will be bestowed with a different form of guidance So wisdom 22 the first obstacle. Striving for Allah's sake, mujahada, is to prevent the limbs from doing anything contrary to sharia. In other words, to not allow the hands, feet, eyes, ears, or any, or any other part of the body to do anything against the laws of sharia. If the spiritual wayfarer makes the sacrifice and succeeds, then streams of wisdom will gush forth from his heart. This is the guidance that he will receive in this instance. Wisdom 23, 20, 23, the second obstacle. I mix up 23 and 2 and it became 23. <laughs> Lord help me with my brain cells. Wisdom 22, which obstacle, Luqman? Which obstacle out of the six? Which one are we about to read? We just read the first one. So this one is going to be... <laughs> Anyone else? Wait, 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 which? Huh? Obstacle two. Okay, we're still warming up. It's okay. The second obstacle, to separate the nafs from its habits, likes, and everything it is familiar with, and together with this, to close the door of seeking honor and status for oneself, and to open the door of humility and self-effacement. If the one treading the path successfully overcomes this obstacle, he will start to receive the guidance of secrets of special knowledge inspired directly by Allah into his heart. This knowledge is called Al-Ilm Al-Ladunni. Wisdom 24, which is out of the six, which obstacle Dawood? Obstacle 3. I said Dawood. You're speaking to me in a language I don't understand. Obstacle 3. Obstacle 3. MashaAllah. Wisdom 24... The third obstacle, 
to remove evil qualities and deficiencies from the heart, alongside this to close the door of laziness and relaxation, while opening the door of tiredness and hardship. If the seeker successfully overcomes this obstacle, the guidance he will receive is that he will begin to see the effects of communing with the divine. Wisdom 25, which, which obstacle? Like, assalamu alaikum. Wisdom 25, Luqman, is which obstacle? You got it, mashallah. Sorry. <laughs> Can you forgive me? I didn't mean to hit you on the nose with that. You, you, you forgive me? And you give me a handshake? Mashallah. <laughs> Wait, which one? Four or five? Four. Four. To remove the heedlessness of the lower self and simultaneously close the door of unnecessary sleep upon oneself. This also entails opening the door of wakefulness upon oneself. Once the wayfarer, so the wayfarer is like the person trying to come closer to Allah. Once the wayfarer overcomes this obstacle, the divine light of Allah's closeness will start to shine upon him. Wisdom 26, which obstacle? MashaAllah, mashaAllah, you guys are so good at paying attention. Maybe, yeah. The fifth obstacle, to protect the soul from being tarnished by worldly desires and lust for wealth. Coupled with this, to close the door of position and status upon oneself, rather to open the door of humility and destitution. Once the wayfarer successfully overcomes this obstacle, the proverbial moon of experiencing closeness to Allah, mushahada, will rise. In other words, the wayfarer will enter the stage of mushahada. Wisdom 27, which obstacle? <laughs> huh? <laughs> huh? Why, why are you joking around the saying two, man? Six, the sixth obstacle. To purify the mind of all lustful thoughts and fantasies. Along with this, to close the door of drawn-out hopes and dreams for oneself. For example, dreams of long life, attaining this dunya, position, etc. And instead, to prepare for death and what will surely follow it. When, which ties in with Al-Hakmatakathur quite well. When the one treading the path passes this obstacle, he enters into the proverbial garden of communing with Allah. At this point, the salik, the wayfarer, the person trying to come closer to Allah, at this point, the salik starts to see with the light of basira, spiritual discernment. So it's like special vision that's connected to your heart. And with the eye of the inner soul. This results in his perception of his own physical matter, being totally annihilated, i.e. he perceives the spiritual realm to such an extent that the physical matter that it consists of completely vanishes from his sphere of perception. Now, of course, all this to be understood with uh, with balance. We we finished. Luqman, how many did we just finish? One. Two. No, 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 three. Six. Six obstacles. Good job. Dawood, what's Anything that was mentioned or anything that comes to mind related to what was mentioned? Striving for Allah? Okay, good. Anything you want to share? No? Luqman? <laughs> and the, 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 the reason is because that, that surah, it criticizes an attitude. It criticizes an attitude of overly prioritizing the dunya and under-prioritizing 
the Akhirah. That surah is not saying that you can't go and have a job and make money. You have to. And that, I mean, that's something, the Prophet himself was a merchant, right? Prophet Dawood was a king, and he also had the skills of a blacksmith. Before that, he was a shepherd. So there, there's a need, but it has to be kept in perspective. And one example that scholars have given is that um, the, the, the likeness of this world to the heart of the believer is like the water of the sea in connection with the ship. The ship needs the water to sail to the destination, to where it's trying to go, but that water has to stay outside of the vessel, outside of the ship. If the water enters the ship, what happens, Luqman? It sinks. So that's the that's the example of the dunya and money and these other things. If someone if if they have you know they they have halal money coming in, so they're not going and you know making their money in bad ways basically and in ways that are okay. And they spend it in ways that are okay. The whole time the idea is for it to stay in your hand and not in your heart, right? Because if it like Fir'aun is an example, if it makes its way into your heart and takes hold of it then it um, completely just, it's like poison, right? It'll just poison the heart and it'll, it'll ruin it. So the water is good as long as it's outside. But as soon as it enters, it becomes an issue. Yes, sir? Um, like, it's, it's like you go into that deep. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to uh, be bad and then you're going to like fall into um, like this. Okay, good. And sometimes that can start with little bad deeds. You know, you know one of the classic tricks of shaitan? Just try it once. Just try it one time. So maybe someone, let's say, for example, how old are you? Yusuf John? 15. Let's say someone is 15. And they know someone else. Maybe they knew them from when they were a kid. Maybe it's a cousin. Maybe it's a relative. I'm not necessarily saying you. I'm just saying, for example, let's say someone is 15 and they know someone else who's 15. Or 16, and they know that they're hiding it from their parents, but they know that they're secretly smoking, drinking, vaping, whatever, right? A trick of shaitan is just try it one time. You're not going to get addicted. You're not going to do it a hundred times. Just try it one time. That's it's a slippery slope, right? It can only become a habit if you start with that first time. But if a person manages to not give in to that first time, then it's not going to become a habit because they didn't open that door to, to, to eventually deal with that. Yes, sir? So if you do a good deed, it's maybe going to become a habit like every Good. So we want to have good habits with good deeds. Now I have a question. Who is the, 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 best, the best person ever? Best person ever. Dawood. Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Did the Prophet also, did he himself make istighfar? Did he say, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah al-azim wa'atubu ilayhi? Would he make istighfar? Do you think he did it a little, a lot? What do you, what do you think, Dawood? He did it a lot. So he's teaching us through his example that it's something that, it's something that we, we have to constantly be connected to. Right? No one can think to themselves, oh, I've done so much good. Now I'm completely safe. I have nothing to worry about. I don't have to worry about istighfar. I don't have to ask Allah for forgiveness. I'm so amazing and so perfect. I never do anything wrong. Blah, blah, blah. 
that's also a trick of shaitan, right? So istighfar is something that, so in terms of good habits, this is one of the most important good habits if we have, because if someone's doing a lot of good deeds, one of the tricks of shaitan, shaitan wants them to become arrogant. For example, let's say someone, they pray in the masjid all the time, a lot. What shaitan wants them to start thinking is, man, I'm so much better than this other cousin that I have. They never pray in the masjid. Man, they're so bad. Oh, I'm so much better than them. So even if someone's doing good deeds, shaitan wants to try to mess with their good deeds and wants them to get arrogant that, oh, you know, I'm so much better than them. That's the attitude that he wants people to have. And then if they have the attitude, then their good deeds, they, they end up going to waste. Okay. Any other, Sheikhna, any, any thoughts that you want to share? Any uh, reflections, anything at all? <laughs> they're, they're getting all the good stuff. <laughs> Abdurrahman, would you like to share anything? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, can you forgive me? <laughs> Please don't take it personally. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Any, any, anything that... No, I noticed that sleep, not sleep when I necessarily... Yeah, I, I think it was talking about sleeping excessively. So there's, and it should be understood, Imam al-Ghazali also talks about this in his Bidatul Hidayah, the beginning of guidance, that there, there's, everyone has a need for sleep, right? Your average number for an adult is going to be like eight hours, just to give a number. So the, the, this commentary has to do with with something excessive, something that's too much. Now, if someone has some kind of medical condition, if someone, I mean, that that's a whole separate thing. Um, if someone is, <clears throat> let's say that's not a factor, but if it's just kind of, mm. I'll give you an example. Let's say someone is 15 and 50, you know, at that age you're in high school. And let's say during someone's summer, they're not, they're not working, they're not taking any classes, they're just sleeping all day. It's kind of like, okay, get your sleep, but can you do something to benefit other people? Can you help out the masjid in some way? Can you spend some time with Qur'an? Can, so that the point is for it to not become excessive as it relates to uh, sleeping. And then same thing with eating and you know th- those types of things. The idea is for the intention to be that you know this is something that is needed and it's generally speaking kept within uh, within boundaries and, and parameters so for for it not to become uh, an issue do you, do you have any thoughts on that any no so basically you're just saying keep everything in moderation mm-hmm. yeah yeah essentially now if someone's a teenager they may be like but i gotta get i gotta get my 12 hours of sleep <laughs> i need a i need that extra the extra time look even if someone's a teenager and they get their whatever chunk of sleep, but if they're still coming to the masjid, if they're still doing something good, it's alhamdulillah, right? There's there's good in that and moderation uh, is needed. Yes, Luqman, anything that you want to... Um, uh, yeah, so there's a time for everything. There's a time for school, for homework, for for different things. Catch. Okay. We can good job. So we can uh, we can go ahead and wrap up here and make it uh, end by asking Allah may Allah make it easy for us to take steps towards him, for us to do what we can to come closer to him and we ask Allah to to help us to take even something from this reminder and practice it. 
as best we can in our lives. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Subhana Rabbika Rabbil Azati Amma Yasifun. Wa salamun al-mursaleen. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen.